0: Hi, welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I'm a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, as well as the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201, Excellence. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. All this week, I'm talking to Justin Mullis. He's the owner of Omagord Handcrafted Tacos. Today, Justin and I start the conversation talking about his business and a little bit about social media.
1: Uh, yeah, my name is Justin, and I am the owner of Omagord Handcrafted Tacos. Tell me what city you got right from. So we are located in uh, Worcester, Ohio. Uh, it, it's like northeast Ohio type area.
0: Give me an idea of how big that city is, just so the listeners can kind of relate that to their own cities and towns.
1: Yeah, last I checked, Worcester was sitting at around like 25,000. Uh, people but that was a few years ago and we've been expanding quite a bit so we're probably pushing 30,000 at least
0: so it's growing in your
1: absolutely yeah
0: we talked about your city so let's talk about your business specifically do you set up daily do you only do events so what's your your mode of business
1: yeah it's it's a it's a really unique type of business so we set up a minimum once a week at a um It's a kitchen co-op and it's a really cool organization. They have uh, a market, they have a cafe and they have a chef come in every single day of the week and each chef designs and curates their own menu or so to speak. And so I currently do the Monday lunch and uh, it's just a three hour lunch basically. And the whole idea, the whole concept is it's a test kitchen for me to get my food out to the public. And uh, I've been doing that for almost a year now.
0: That's definitely a different approach. So tell me about your day when you go into that, because how do you get people to come to know that you're there? Or are they just coming because it's going to be a different chef every day? So talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, each chef does have their own kind of niche. Um, but I do use social media pretty heavily. So that's kind of how I bring people in. But like I said, we, we've been... We're, we're coming up on a, on a year or so outside of the um, just serving lunch, lunch on Mondays, we have been doing catering orders and pop-up events. It's just that this is kind of like our home base. So right. we've had enough time to get our name out there, but that's just kind of what we do consistently. Tell me about some of the
0: caterings you've done because a lot of folks have so many questions about catering. So kind of walk me through what you would do on an average catering if, if there is such a thing.
1: Every catering is a little bit different. Um, So the first catering order that we did was for 150 people. We did a wedding and everything that we made came out of that kitchen and we drove it to the site and set up uh, about a 20 foot table full of different catering dishes. And uh, we do tacos, burritos, bowls, things like that. Um, But with our catering, we, we we try not to do things that we can't do well right? So I don't have a catering background. I um, have never worked for a catering company, but what I do know is I know tacos and I know how to make them look nice. Um, so we'll set up our line and it's usually going to be a self-serve type type of line. So that takes a lot of the labor component out of it for me and just simplifies things. Now, if a customer wants us to serve the food for them, then if we can, we will. It's just that we're not going to try to be experts at something that we're not, right? right? Which is a good um, point. Exactly. Because then you just let people down and we really, we're not here to do that. But so we'll bring the food out and uh, we'll set up the lines. And uh, after, let's just say for that wedding, for example, after like the um, ceremony and the reception and everybody's had a chance to eat, we'll come back after a few hours and we'll um, get all of our gear and we'll take it back to our base and clean it. And that's the end of our night.
0: I know you you mentioned you've been doing this about a year.
1: Is that right? Yeah, we're coming up on a year. Coming up on the year. So what was your official opening date? Our official opening date was March 21st, 2021.
0: So you're, you're almost at a year. That's cool. You mentioned you do social media. So let, let's go ahead and list your social media links so people can, can find you. And, of course, I'll add them in the description of the podcast so they can click on a link and find you as well.
1: We're currently on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook is Facebook uh, slash omagord o-m-a-g-o-u-r-d and then uh, inst- our instagram handle is oma o-m-a underscore g-o-u-r-d and that's where we're at now we are interested in tiktok so you might see us on tiktok here really soon too
0: tiktok is exploding i've got to admit that if you can get the right video and whether it's showing you doing something or you know something to do with your food and it gets attention, it it'll just explode. And you'll have you know hundreds and thousands of people seeing the video and I always look at any attention is better than no attention. So mm-hmm. it may not lead directly to a sale, but it could lead to somebody that's interested in your catering or interested in you know the marketplace that you're set up at. So there's always that potential. So yeah, if you're able to do some TikToks and see what happens.
1: Yeah. And you know, like with the with the TikToks and I even Facebook and Instagram. I I really do think that it's important for everybody to take time to learn how the algorithms work, at least at a very base level. Um, There's always a trend going on on TikTok, on Instagram and uh, the reels on Instagram and then just TikToks in general. They're all very popular. And it used to be that it was only popular for like the high school kids and the millennials. But now everybody's on it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So just finding like the trends that are popular and how you can apply that to your business. It, you'd be amazed. We just did a reel yesterday, which it was just kind of mimicking like one of the trends that's going on right now. And overnight, there's 4,000 views on it. And for some people, that's not a lot. We're very proud of that. So anytime oh. we get something that turns over that quickly, it's awesome.
0: Absolutely. 4,000 is an amazing number. Yeah, I, I don't really care who you are, 4,000. A- uh, yeah. <laughs> let's see your setup you said it's a market stall basically so you're you're sharing equipment with other people from day to day yes when you go out to cater just give me kind of the basic rundown of of what equipment you have that you would be setting up with you know like a tent and tables and that kind of thing
1: for a catering event it'll change this year with our food truck coming but uh What we have done in the past is we'll get a bunch of chafing dishes, load up on sternos, and we'll use them for um, the whole entire thing. So our our equipment list is pretty simple, right? It's just... What are we going to be holding our food in? Um, So that was one of our first really big investments was going out and getting nine to 10 of these big dishes so that we can actually accommodate this many people. And the next thing, which is equally as important, is what are you going to put the food in in transit, Mm -hmm. right? So we got these uh, Cambro hot boxes and they're pricey. They're very pricey. I got a great deal on some of them. They're amazing the distance you can travel and, and the jobs you can take because you can keep food at a safe temperature it's worth the investment absolutely so yeah. those are the big things you always want to make sure that like you're checking to see if they have water do they have a kitchen where you're going do they have tables do i need to bring tables uh, that's a lot of the big stuff
0: mm-hmm. you talked about the sternos and a lot of people may have seen them can you give me just some details on like how long it'll hold food and and how Long, you
1: feel comfortable for food to be in them? Yeah, so there are different rated sternos, and um, you'll see them in, like, a a camping setting. Um, People will use them for um, cooking and outdoors. And for what we use, our sternos are technically rated to have a six-hour life on them. Burn time. Yeah, burn time. There you go. Uh, But we usually don't even have our food exposed that long. Right. So by the time that the food is either eaten or the quality has gone to a point where I don't want to serve it anymore. Those sternos usually have a few hours left, but uh, it, it, it's like a two to three hour window is at the very latest. That's how long we would keep our food out like that. The sterno works well, you think? Actually, the very first time that I used it, I was so surprised. So you, with with those dishes, if, you, if you've never used them, um, they're these big metal dishes, kind of like a hotel pan, and you fill the bottom with water. And underneath is where you light the sterno. I was thinking like, man, this is going to take so long for this water to heat up. This food is going to get cold by the time this uh-huh. like, water is you know warm enough to keep everything warm. No, <laughs> it's not like that at all. The flame is so concentrated that it's just designed so well. You, you can fill it up with uh, like an inch or two of water and it's it's hot. Like now, like it'll be steaming as soon as you pour it in. It's excellent.
0: Did you have an issue with uh, the water actually evaporating to the point where you had to refill water, or have you ever run across that yet?
1: I have at like with like more traditional steam tables during lunch service. I I don't think that I can remember that we actually had that issue because again, uh, just the window that we're actually serving the food, it doesn't really have enough time. By the time it's set up and and we tear it down, like there's still going to be a little bit of water in it, but I could definitely see if you're going three to four hours, uh, you might need to add some more water there.
0: Now you mentioned that you've got a food truck coming. Give us a little bit of a tease about, is it a truck, a trailer? What's it going to have on the inside?
1: Yeah. So that was a really tough decision to make. And I see that a lot in the the Facebook group, truck versus trailer. We ultimately decided that a trailer was going to be more versatile for us. The, the trailer is an eight foot by 20 foot V nose trailer. So we're actually getting about 22 feet of length at the end of the day. And I like the shape of the V because I can use those walls pretty strategically to work for us, but we're going to have, it, it's going to be a full kitchen. I mean, we're going to have our, um, our range. We're going to have a grill. We're going to have a, a half size convection oven because we love convection ovens. Um, We'll have some steam tables, a sandwich prep table for uh, assembling our tacos. And uh, it's all starting to come together. But I can tell that as things come together, I'm going to be like, hey, listen, we need to add this, that and the other. Uh Right. But the whole idea was let's just try to find a way to mimic the kitchen that we have now, condense it so that we can replicate the food that we're doing and we can do it as fast as we can do it now. And I think that we accomplished that. How many windows are you going to have? So we just have one window right now. That was more of a financial decision than anything. But I do believe that with the way that the truck is set up, if we wanted to add a window in the future, it it wouldn't be very difficult. But yeah, we have like one five-foot window. It's big enough that we can um, separate it down the middle so that there's a clear order and pickup system in place. And I feel pretty confident that's going to work.
0: as long as you have you know some type of procedure so that everybody knows what's going on and that procedure is explained to the guests when they order, you'll be fine. You will be fine. Tomorrow, Justin and I are going to discuss his philosophy on respecting the kitchen. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you like being around like-minded, positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from just starting newbies to decades-old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you so much for listening. Come back tomorrow. I have plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.